Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. This time, 2008's Speed Racer. I grew up a huge Speed Racer fan. The anime was my favorite thing as a kid. Who doesn't like a car that can jump and go underwater and has saw blades that come out of the front and things like that? It was originally a 1966 manga that was made into a cartoon that was brought over to the United States, um, redubbed, edited, and became a lot of kids actually got into this. And man, they have been trying to make it into a movie since the early 90s. Took forever to get things this thing off the ground until the Wyckoffskis joined and they thought they'd make it like a family-oriented movie which I guess was the right choice. I, I don't think the... If you've ever watched the cartoon, it's not something you would ever take seriously. The cars defy the laws of physics, and they have a, a chimpanzee who helps work on the cars. And again, it, you know, it was a kid's TV show, basically. Um, but I always liked it as a kid, and, and, and as I've gotten older, the T-shirts and the, and the Funko Pops or whatever, I, I just, I, I've always loved Speed Racer. So I was very excited when the movie came out. I mean, here you've got the Wyckoffskis, the makers of the Matrix movies, getting into one of my favorite things from childhood. They put together a really strong cast and a huge budget, about $120 million, a lot at the time, especially considering the property. And they made, I will say right now, a complete work of art that not everybody got. And I totally get that. Matter of fact, it's it's garnered quite the cult following, and some people are calling it underrated these days, you know, 12, 13 years later. Um, why I wanted to rewatch it, um, I, I found a copy in a box, and I hadn't watched it in a while. We've got this giant 85-inch TV with HDR, and no, it's not in 4K yet, but the Blu-ray is incredibly well authored and especially in the first 10-15 minutes this is the most colorful movie ever made and would put your tv to the test rainbow colors everywhere and lighting effects and special effects and it's just eye candy from beginning to end the whole thing is primary colors and interesting perspectives on we'll i'll get into that in a minute but it really is something that's hard to take your eyes off of it but you have to completely buy into the style to enjoy the movie because if you don't if the first 15 20 minutes are just not your favorite cup of tea you're not going to enjoy the whole two hour and 15 minute ride it it I remember watching it. It was it was like the first time watching Scott Pilgrim. It's like turning on a high-speed fan in your face. It's just, it blows you back because so much is going on, and they're throwing so much at your eyes and ears. And uh, honestly, the first 16 minutes of the movie is a complete montage of multiple timelines and stories, and it jumps around to speed as a kid, to speed as an adult, to speed watching his older brother. And to I mean, and it... And it this goes on and on and on for almost 20 minutes to open the film. Instead of your traditional, let's show speed as a kid, let's show some things that happen, let's show they that we are starting in, in now in the timeline and then it's bouncing around as it does this. But they do it so creatively well. Um, you know, he's watching a, a race scene and then he's in the race scene and they superimpose one over on top of the other. And again, if you don't buy into how the, the how they made this movie, the style of the movie, it's going to irritate you all the way to the end. So know that when you're going to start watching it. That's why some people don't like the movie. They don't like how it was made. 
they were trying to, especially when you watch the extras, they were trying to emulate the cartoon series style. You know, obviously they have to update characters and, and update things to make it palatable for modern tastes, but also they wanted to have these multiple things flying back and forth. Things in the background are fully in focus. Things in the foreground are fully in focus and they're wiping across the screen. And there's several montages that make up the movie. I mean, uh, it, honestly, the whole movie feels like one giant montage, but they do stop down and tell some traditional story beats along the way. Um, it looks like a rainbow kaleidoscope. I can't, it's eye searing. It, retina searing is what I called it. It, it, it gives it a very hyper-stylized, futuristic appearance. And they're trying to show you that the universe is not reality, you know, because the cars do things that wheels spin 180 degrees within their wheel wells so that they can do these weird drifting moves and stuff on these Hot Wheels-type racetracks. And again, watching the extras, they brought in video game designers to design some of the tracks. So, But it, the whole thing is, is hyper-stylized and overblown to give it that cartoony feel so you know you're not watching something that's trying to be realistic you know um but that being said it it sometimes they go too far with trying to emulate that style there is a scene early on where spritel and chim chim yeah uh, calling them the same names from the cartoon i guess they have to but these are the comic relief these are what bring the kids to the movie um they're my least favorite parts of the movie it just felt very forced early on they're watching uh, some martial arts stuff on tv and then you see a little uh, acting bit act out in their heads of them as great martial arts stars in these movies and they kick some butt and that's used later as a joke when there's a fight scene and they try and get involved and in their heads they see them getting involved like they did in that part at the beginning of the movie but in reality they're just holding onto the bad guy's legs and biting him and things like that that could have shortened the runtime. I understand why it's in there and it's almost necessary because that's a, that's an element of the original TV show, but it also did nothing for the movie. Did, I mean, maybe from a kid's point of view, but uh, seeing that, and I, I, I made a note that was like, Oh, this is kind of a waste of time. It's probably only a minute or two of screen time, but it's a waste. And then later on in the movie, they, they use it to make a joke. It, it, that was just a bit forced. As far as the actors go, Emil Hirsch, Looks great. Plays a great uh, uh, speed racer. Uh, John Goodman as Pops. Susan Sarandon. Matthew Fox. What a great racer X. Good choice there. Uh, Rain, the Asian actor who, who is a martial artist and a dancer and a singer. Um, this is where they found him for the Ninja Assassin movie. And the ninja scenes in this movie were why they made Ninja Assassin with Rain. They liked how he played the role and, and gave him the starring role in their next movie, which is pretty cool. Um, the one I question is Christina Ricci. And I absolutely love Christina Ricci. She is one of my favorite all-time stars. I think she's quirky. I think she's weird. I think she looks funny. I think she was perfect as Wednesday in the Addams Family. And she's perfect in quirky roles. And she was even, you know, sexy in a couple of roles. There's a ghost story out there with Liam Neeson in it. It's a, after, after dark, after hours. Yeah, it's... She does a lot of nudity in that film. <laughs> anyway, I'm a big fan of Christina Ricci, but... I don't see her as Trixie. Some of the hairstyles didn't do anything for her, and th those hairstyles were straight out of the cartoon. Um, the few scenes she had in the movie, 
she played them well. Like it, it's 38 minutes into the movie before Trixie and Speed actually have a romantic scene, and there's really that they have a couple conversations in the entire movie. Most of Christina Ricci's role is reacting to things, reacting in the in the to the races and stuff. And I just don't know that she was Trixie, um, but she did a great job as Trixie. It just wasn't what I thought. But the, how they played out the Racer X storyline and and get, getting Matthew Fox to play Racer X. That's a tribute to the the cartoon. Uh, same chin, same voice. It, that was really cool. Um, the video game aesthetic for the whole movie. Well, they were going for a cartoon aesthetic, and they got a video game aesthetic because a lot of the movie looks like a video game, and and some of the some of the characters are hamming it up quite a bit. Roger Allen plays the bad guy who runs uh, Royalton Racing. Um, I recently saw him in Hippopotamus, where he played not as nasty a guy as he does in this one, um, but he's great as the evil, you know, overlord CEO of a big company that's trying to swallow racing, racer motors and that kind of stuff. Uh, thought he was great in the movie. The racing is all exciting. I talk about it being cartoony and video game looking, but it's incredibly well filmed and incredibly well exciting. You get camera angles, you know, right up into the racers' faces when things are happening. They have worked out this science fiction way. If the car is going to crash, uh, they're surrounded by bubbles and it floats them out of the car um, to, to protect them from obvious destruction that's going to go on with these cars. The, the racing is, is very, very accurate when they eventually go out into the cross-country race, which is something you saw a lot in the, uh, in the cartoon um, that's where they use the weapons and it's, it's a lot of illegal things happen. And that was also very well done scenes. There's a fight scene outside in the snow that almost is perfect, uh, reenaction of fight scenes from within the TV show. Amazing how they pulled that off. And again, if you don't buy into all of this being a very cartoony looking based on a cartoon movie, it's not going to work for you. And and that's why a lot of people gave it negative reviews when it came out. But they were trying to do something different. And I give them kudos for taking a chance on this style and, and, the, and the way they made this film. Um, because watching it now, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's different. It... Uh, it was very entertaining. It, it is definitely eye candy from beginning to end that they only spent $120 million on it. A movie like this would cost $300 million or more now. I mean, this has almost um, Avengers-level special effects because it is special effects from beginning to end. Now, when his brother picks him up from school when he's a kid and they basically cartoonize the neighborhood and stuff like that, I think some scenes like that work against it. I mean, the, the stuff looks real, but... Um, you know, you know when you watch the movie. Um, the stunts and stuff were done by Chad Stileski um, from the John Wick movies in Deadpool. Um, so the stunts and the fight sequences, there's some ninja fight scenes in the movie um, that are actually very well done. All in all, it's a little long. But they're trying to squeeze a lot in here. And I didn't mention Richard Roundtree as a race announcer. He's amazing. Uh, he, he's really only in the last part of the film, but I really enjoyed him as the race announcer and, and a few of the other actors you've seen in other movies that are playing some of the racers and things. Um, this is a movie that was ahead of its time. It was trying to be something different. It was obviously an experiment that failed with the public and a lot of critics. Um I mean, when you spend $120 million on a movie and it only makes 93, 
And then you add marketing and stuff on top of that. That's not, I mean, $93 million is nothing to sneeze at. And obviously not a huge loss. It made more than 10 or, you know, some failures are that bad. But all in all, you know, it, they didn't make any more because of that. And, and I, I think it was the style. And even at the time, I, I was dazzled by the style. I was dazed by the style. But I wasn't 100% in love with it. And still now, it's, it's, it's still a bit over the top, the whole thing. But I appreciate it more now. Because I've seen more movies now and, and what we can do with modern technology and the Wyckoffskis were way, way ahead of the curve here. Uh, doing some things, you know, taking some things from The Matrix and some of their other movies and making it more realistic within this cartoony video game looking world. Uh, every They tried to make the cars feel and look real and there, there are, you know, they actually get into some of the cars and they built a lot of these cars and things like that. And I don't know, watching it now, it just, it, 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 it's kind of a time capsule of a movie that that probably was ahead of its time and should have done better at the time and maybe will do better in the long run and, and it's unfortunate that you know we're probably going to have to get a reboot or a TV series or something to even approach the property again which is a shame but in all honesty I haven't gone back and watched any Speed Racer in decades um, it might be terrible <laughs> as a kid I loved it just because of the car and I made my own out of Legos and things like that and eventually got the die cast you know metal uh, version of the car with, that had little plastic blades that came out and things like that and the, the th- plastic things out of the tires and um Still a fan of the property, but more of from a nostalgic aspect. A lot of people like old TV shows, old movies for the nostalgia. This is totally nostalgia for me. And I will say that Speed Racer is not for everybody, the TV show, nor the movie. But again, we're so used to superhero movies and stuff. Now, Speed Racer, when viewed through today's lens, is is right up there with the movies that are coming out today as far as eye candy, as far as excitement, as far as how they're made. The racing scenes are incredible. The the acting is all good. Um, it's not a bad movie. It's just in your face with colors and spectacle the entire two hours and 15 minutes. And so watching the Blu-ray, very few compression artifacts. If it was in 4K with HDR, the blacks would be a little bit deeper um, and the colors would smoke your eyes. I just, it looks amazing on just a Blu-ray up converted. I can't even imagine when HDR is applied what this would look like. So please, Warner Brothers, if you want to revisit uh, a film that deserves a, a rematch Master in 4K, I would like to see this movie just for the visual oomph. But the Blu-ray looks great. The the Blu-ray that came out years ago holds up very, very well with modern movies. So Speed Racer, I've got to give it more of a thumbs up than I ever have. It just... It is an amazing testament to hard work and innovation that, well, it it, it didn't get very popular, but it's still a well-made, interesting movie, arguably better than some of the other things they tried. I'll say that. So check it out if you haven't seen it in years or you've never seen it. Speed Racer, the movie from 2008, the sports action comedy film. If you can take all the uh, the family-friendly kid jokes that are, and then some pretty hardcore ninja fights with some broken limbs. Um, yeah, it's a weird mashup of, of styles and 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 homages to the original show. And I, I got to say, I like Speed Racer and I'll watch it again sometime. It's, it's a really interesting and exciting movie to watch. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Please share, like, and subscribe. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Listen.